Hello and welcome to Sounds of Smoke, a mystery adventure podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real-life people, events, or pets, and any likeness to a reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. Episode 5. Aloha! sticker. Why? Why would anyone get a sticker like that? Maybe they like Hawaii? Or whores? Maybe she's a Hawaiian whore? (laughs) Fuck, it's hot. Some pets are gonna die today. Oh, even I know that was a bad joke. It's so humid. It has to storm soon or everyone will drown from this air. It's mostly water at this point. There's not much oxygen left. I don't think it works like that. I hope it doesn't. Hello? Nick? Oh, thank God, buddy. You scared the shit out of me. What the fuck? Where have you been? He starts saying how after last night, after I left, he was walking towards his car and he got jumped by two men all dressed in black. Nick, I think they were at my house this morning. I saw them pull in my driveway, driving a white, unmarked truck. I sort of, by accident, maybe killed one of them. Nick is laughing at me. He says by accident is the only way I can kill one of them. Yeah, well, I'm sure with enough practice I can become a stone-cold killer just like you. Asshole. Not to mention, I am technically his boss now. I am in charge, and my first case as a lead, I fuck it up. If I don't straighten this shit show out now, they will revoke my promotion, and I don't want to go back to paperwork and stakeouts. Nick, tell me exactly what happened in the last 24 hours. What? Yes, I'm driving home right now. You don't want me to take the same route home? Are you here? Can you see me? Fine, I'll take a different road. And look, I try and look around to see if I can spot Nick, but no luck. Fine, he'll meet me when it's safe. Nick continues. He was jumped by three, not two, three cat burglars last night after cleanup. He fought them off, of course. I mean, that's pretty much Nick's job description. He is the fighter. Like, that is literally his title. Nick, 47, fighter. But he says they weren't amateurs. They were trained, and one of them cut Nick across the face, almost getting his eye. Nick was able to stab one directly in the heart and grab the other's arm and break it as he flipped up a tree, grabbing a gun from the ground. That was apparently just lying there for no reason. That must be where my bullet came from. Anyway... As he did the tree flip, show off, he grabbed the gun from the floor, swung around, and shot one of the guys directly in the face. It's two dead, and he wounded the third. And then he had to chase him down towards the river in the dark woods in this muggy, hot weather, 
and apparently they had a hand-to-hand combat-style fight by the river. Two men, in the dark woods, fighting in the mud by the river. There's a joke in there somewhere. Eventually, Nick was able to bash the dude's head in with a rock. We've come full circle. I'll turn right here, I guess? I think this road leads to Shrubbery Ave? I'm still learning. I've been living here for eight months and I'm still learning these roads. No, a year. I've been here a year. That's right, I moved in on July 4th last year. Today is July 3rd. That explains why there's all of a sudden more people here than usual. It's a holiday. That also explains why no one called the police or ran over to my house after the bullet went off. They probably thought it was just a firework. Suburbia. The shit you can get away with here. You try and keep an untidy front lawn, and you'll see the wrath of the community. Fucking suburbia. What did you do with the bodies? He threw them in the river. That river was a cemetery last night. It's a rough river and will carry the bodies far, but also four. Four dead, clearly not accidentally killed bodies. One of them is bound to get washed up somewhere where it's not supposed to be. And if it's going to storm tonight, it'll definitely plunk one of the bodies where it doesn't belong. Why didn't you call for cleanup? Or me? Why didn't you call me? What do you mean there was someone else in the woods? You think we were being watched? By whom? I haven't noticed anything. At least I don't think... Let me see. Oh, yes. Now that we're talking, there was a bullet that I found on the ground. I guess it was from that gun that you found? What kind of gun was it? Yep, that was the bullet. Where was the gun in relation to the bum fight? That's a few yards away. That doesn't add up. I know that the homeless dude we had to fight for the retrieval was way too prepared. He had a switchblade and a phaser. You found what? A sedative needle? Was it used? Because I slept until one today. Shit. I didn't even feel it. I need to check myself for puncture marks. Okay, I'll check the side of my thighs. You know what I think? I think we were set up. I think we were set up to fail. He is saying that he had the same thought and decided to lay low for a while to see if we really were set up, in which case he wanted to be prepared. He had a contact that could get him medical help. Nick's face, eye, and ribs were in bad shape. The attackers cracked a rib and sliced the left side of his face and scratched the surface of his eye. He has to wear an eye patch for a while now. (laughs) Like a pirate. Yeah, that's gonna look inconspicuous. Wow, Nick almost died. Almost. He's had worse wounds than that. He is the fighter. Where does the company find these guys? Nick doesn't talk much about his past. I know that he's from Kentucky. The accent makes that pretty obvious. Anyway, 
Nick's contact was the doctor, who is a high-end concierge doctor, and Nick got to spend the night in a luxury mansion. That sounds like an appropriate end to an almost deadly night. If you must lay low, you should always try to lay low in luxury. Lucky Kentucky pirate bastard. If we were set up to fail, then why? The management doesn't just get rid of their retrieval team on a whim. We must have done or seen something. But what? For the life of me, I can't think of anything out of the ordinary. Every object that I've retrieved was always not what you'd think it would be. I guess my promotion was a little ahead of schedule, but I thought they liked me. They promoted me about four months ago, but my first official field assignment was only last night. They kept me on the sidelines for four months saying that I'll need to go through training first. But the training never came. That's weird. Sometimes you just don't see the red flags right in front of you. Now, where do I turn off? I'm on Shrubbery Ave, and I need to turn on to Mellow Lane, and then Moon Street. Who names these streets? The Valium Committee? I think it's just past this apple stand. Actually... Let me stop and get some apples. I can't believe I'm going on this date. Why did I agree to that? Apparently there are going to be fireworks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this uh, handsome Dan Seven was pleased of himself for making this fireworks joke. I walk across my room almost stepping on a stuffed teddy bear that is lying on the floor. I still don't know what to do with my childhood toys. They're everywhere, yet some of them are just too sad to throw away. I pick up my phone and stare at the screen. Emotions start to run through me. That is my former office number. Why are they calling me? Maybe I've forgotten something in the office. It's been three months. I'm not sure what I want want to talk to them. Let them leave a voicemail with what they want. I sit down on the bed half-dressed and put the phone next to me and wait to see if they'll leave a voicemail. The phone rings again, two times, and then I hear a chime and I see a voicemail icon pop up on my phone. I don't know if I want to listen to it, they really sort of fuck me over there. I still don't really know why they fired me. I was a property inspector manager. I would go to the assigned properties and then... Invited team to take a look and see if the building was structurally sound and after the code, etc. It wasn't a glamorous job, but it was something. And then one day I, I found this grave, and when I tried to look into it, which is my job, I got stonewalled by the management. I pretty much got this weird phone call from the bosses, from like my boss's bosses that the grave was not important and that I should move on to another project. I was already in mid-investigation and when I tried to wrap it up the way I'm supposed to, they fired me saying that I have misappropriated company time. And then they sent me a mean email saying that this is a real estate inspection firm, not a cemetery. What? They also gave me six months severance pay? 
None of that made any sense. I asked my friends at the company and they said that they can't talk to me or they'll get fired. You're gonna have to be a genius to see that it definitely had something to do with that shady grave. Maybe I should go and see if I can finish what I started. I mean, I just took the money and ran before, but now... I haven't thought of that because I was kicked out of my house and broken-hearted. But now that I'm sitting in my childhood bedroom... You know, I picked up my stuffed teddy bear, Frank, that's his name, and I hugged him. He smelled like home. And now I have nothing to lose. A weird thought that I should definitely figure out whose grave that was came to mind. I don't think I was ready to give up on that. I put the f white, fluffy, reasonably large Frank the teddy bear on my bed and kissed him. A new sense of inner fire just lit up hope inside of me. I don't know why I've been mopping around for three months about losing everything. And I almost lost the only thing that matters. I almost lost me. Somehow, that phone call woke something up. The fighter inside of me? I got up and walked over to the bathroom sink. I turned on the water and lathered my face and hands with a rose-scented face wash and started massaging my face. I am going to go on that date and have fun, damn it. I washed off the soap from my face and dried it with a towel. Next, I brushed my teeth and went back to choose an outfit. Something flirty. Hopefully not too slutty, which is going to be a problem since it is still so hot. And everyone is trying to wear as little clothes as they can. Opening my closet, I stared at what seemed to be a timeline of my life. There were some clothes from, like, beginning up until now. My prom dress is still in there. Wow! My prom dress was so slutty and fancy like a, like a pageant miss. I can't believe I wore that as an 18-year-old. I take it out of the closet and put it against me while looking in the full-length mirror. It's a floor-length gold dress with a crisscross spaghetti straps and a very low-cut front with a golden lace trim. I remember my boobs looked fantastic in that. And it has a side cut. All I need is a pair of clean platform heels with this. I think I wore gold shoes to prom though. You know, to class it up. I shake my head in disbelief of an old life and put it back in the closet. Then, I see my cheerleading uniform. Wow, it's still in here. Navy, white, and pink. Go swans! Yeah, we were the swans. It's because they're fucking everywhere in these parts. It still fits. Wow. I mean, I was beggar in high school. This is weird. Let me take it off before I start crying. Seriously, what do I wear? This is my first date in four years. Can't believe it's been so long. Well, I was shy of four years with Eli and for a year, it was just nothing. Hmm. I think I'm probably the only person that still listens to the radio, but I like it. An oldie station is playing and so cheesy, it's making me sentimental. Let's put something more upbeat. I play around with the tuner 
and the hipster central mix comes up. Yes, I like it. This is better. More fun. I think I'm just gonna go with the classic and wear this red off the shoulder dress. It goes well with my tan. My hair has gotten pretty long. It's below my shoulders and over the course of summer in the beach it has gotten this golden, almost rose gold color highlights kind of glow. I was thinking of dyeing it a crazy color, but not now. Dancing back to the bathroom mirror, I put on my mascara and apply lip gloss. Then I hop back to the bedroom for the full mirror effect. Let's see. Yes. This looks okay. I look very pretty. Oh, fuck it. Just go. Thank you for listening. Sounds of Smoke is written by Anna Abrams and performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedek.